What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances, whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death. We all want to know. What happened next? To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Brad. This is Parklandia, a production of iHeartRadio. We sold our loft in Chicago, moved into an RV, and now we're traveling the country full-time, exploring America's national parks with our dog, Finn. And we're excited to bring you another bonus episode of Traveling Eats with Matt. Yes. A special place in my heart for this because, again, I get to live vicariously through you most of the time. But in these situations now, we get to travel together and do it together and eat all these amazing things together. Yes. And excited is an understatement because this week is very nostalgic. It's about Maine, a state that I grew up visiting frequently. I grew up in New Hampshire, so... Maine was right in our backyard. I would Mm. go to the the beaches there all the time. I would road trip through it in the summers. And these are some of the most, I mean, some of the most iconic American flavors and dishes you'll find here. And they're wonderful. Things like blueberries and lobster and whoopie pies and shellfish of all sorts and and so much more. And And for me, I was just coming in as a newbie. I've never been to Maine. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, get to explore it through their food and their national parks, and I'm just loving it because I get to again reap the rewards. Um, yeah. So we have two different perspectives here: the uh, yeah, nostalgic true, factor right. and fresh, fresh first, meat, first main experience, fresh, fresh lobster. Yes, and we really took full advantage. So I want to back up and first talk about my my nostalgia with Maine. So I grew up this like New Hampshire's coastline is really minimal and not all that great, but Maine is right there, so we would always just drive over. It took like an hour to get to Maine, and we'd go to beaches like Old Orchard Beach, York Beach, and Wells Beach, and a whole lineup of others. And I just remember not only swimming and going on like the boardwalks and stuff like that, but just the foods that came with it, like feasting on lobster, whether it's lobster rolls or just like whole lobsters that you you know rip apart. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, right. And then things like blueberry pancakes and blueberry pie, of course, with all the whipped cream and whoopie pies, which 
Mm. Yeah. I grew up, like, spoiled by my proximity to whoopie pies, assuming that they're just abundant everywhere, and they're not. They're Isn't really that hard to the, the tricky thing about it, about growing up? You're like, I just think that this is everywhere. Yeah. I'm going to be able to get it anywhere, and it's just not it. And oh, it's, yeah. It's so hard. It sucks. <laughs> That's the hard part about traveling. You don't get any normalcy, but you get all these new experiences. So right. it's, it's a win-lose. Win-win, win-win. Yeah, win-win yeah. situation. Well, it does make me appreciate them more, I guess. Like, I fully took whoopie pies for granted growing up, and now when I am in Maine, I am super excited and... It's like I'm experiencing them for the first time all over again, which is a great thing. So we would also, as a kid, and I, I actually did this this past year or two, but our tradition was road tripping up from New Hampshire all the way to Prince Edward Island in Canada. And that means obviously driving right through Maine for several hours. Love it. Yeah. And so we would spend like one week every summer in Prince Edward Island. But one of my favorite memories from that road trip was we would always stop at this restaurant slash truck stop called Dyes Arts. In Bangor, they actually have a few locations in Maine. It's like a little mini restaurant slash truck stop chain. But it's shockingly good food for being like in a truck stop. It's this like these like rich homey recipes in this really comforting, warm dining space with like all the main things like blueberry French toast and then lobster and like baked pasta dishes and sandwiches and huge chocolate whoopie pies with marshmallow filling. Huge. They're huge. They look like cakes. They come in like a variety of sizes, but they, you know, they look like layer cakes more so than just like Can we go? Like, let's um, go. Yeah. Let's just fly there for this because the way you describe it, I need to have this experience. I've been, I've, mm-hmm. You've yet to share this experience with me. I know. I wanted to go back to Dice Hearts when we were, you and I were there this fall, but kind of ran out of time. Um, there's a lot to eat in Maine. I can't, can't cram it all into one one trip, I guess. But this is something... So that was nostalgia. All, that's all well and good. But I actually learned something new and exciting about Maine cooking and Maine like, recipe traditions. So my dad's girlfriend, Gail, is from Maine. She actually has like dual heritage or dual citizenship between Canada and Maine because she's from northern Maine, hmm. which is Acadian culture, like French... Acadian culture, which is a whole like kind of world and realm in and of itself, especially food wise. And I learned from her all about these dishes called ploys, P L O Y E S. And they're these thin buckwheat pancakes, basically. They look kind of like crepes or like a really like a flattened English muffin, more so is how I describe them. Yeah. And they're real simple. They're made with Buckwheat flour, whole wheat flour, baking powder, and water. Traditionally, it makes like a thin crepe-like batter. And then you prepare them on ungreased iron griddles. And it doesn't take long to cook because the batter's so thin and they're so thin. So they're done when they kind of start to bubble and get a little bit of golden brown underneath. And then they're served traditional with a whole variety of things. They can be dipped in chicken stews, chicken soups, or served with maple syrup or even peanut butter. But Mm. the most traditional thing in Acadian culture is something called croton. And that is a savory, like, ground pork pate made with onions and spices blended into it, like cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, ginger. And it's nice and thick, hearty, aromatic spread that you serve and eat with ploys. So you have, like, a little bit of 
spicy and fragrant, like a little bit of sweet nuttiness from the pancakes. I'm having an issue here where I just want to leave this room and go onto a plane and go (laughs) wherever you're describing because, like, I just want to travel. Yeah. (laughs) I want to travel there. I want to eat it. And then I want to come back. Um, So if you can give me a day, we'll pick this up. (laughs) I'm in. I mean, I want to explore this region because I have never really (sighs) spent time in the Acadian portion of Maine, which is like the far northern along the Canada border. And you can't find it. Like, I never saw ploys or croton, like, along the coast by any means. I'd never even heard of them. But you can find them in restaurants at, like, Long Lake Sporting Club and Dolly's. And here in this part of the country, they're just used with everything. They're used kind of in place of bread, ploys. And you can do a lot with them. But I'm so so into it. I'm so interested that I'm like, oh, Maine has so much already. I didn't know there was this whole, like, subculture that I... I'm just learning about, about yet, right? right? It's more than just lobsters and blueberries. Yes, right. <laughs> so, but getting back to the coast, which is kind of my main thing, you know, it's like my heartfelt memories and everything that I crave all the time, was like Portland is the main city, the biggest city in Maine. And what an incredible food, food scene that city has. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. You and I were there somewhat recently because my brother got married just outside of Portland just a couple months in the past from the time of this recording. So we were there in the fall, beautiful time to be in Maine, and we're able to get more of a recent taste. Or like re- for me, like revisiting some of those flavors and you experiencing it for the first time. Oh, yeah. And some of the highlights, I think, were there's this bakery there, this famous bakery in Portland called Two Fat Cats Bakery, and it's this rustic little shop, super fragrant, like you start to, you get this waft of like pie crust aroma as soon as you're approaching the door and then you just get enveloped with it. And it feels like you're in like this little Hmm. cottage kitchen. It feels so So warm and homey. Yeah, just thinking about it really. And they have things, all sorts of goodies, but like blueberry pie and bourbon pecan pie and seasonal things like New England bog pie, which is wild Maine blueberries and cranberries with oat crumble and some flecks of bittersweet chocolate as well. Sounds great. Damn. Like, I've not had that. But it sounds great. <laughs> You're they killing also, me. Yeah. <laughs> killing I'm, I'm me. like, my mouth is filling with saliva. Uh, they also have layer cakes and cupcakes and, of course, whoopie pies. They're known for whoopie pies, I think, in particular, and rightfully so because they are wonderful. They have the classic, which is two chocolate cakes with marshmallow buttercream filling, and then they do seasonal things. Like, in the summer, they have lemon zucchini whoopie pies with blueberry filling they also have pumpkin whoopie pies in the fall with maple filling. Love it. I, so great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like tearing up. Um, <laughs> and then my favorite like coffee shop, which is somewhat of a, uh, doesn't really do this place justice because it's really a full-fledged, incredible bakery. It's called Tandem Coffee and Bakery. And they have a couple locations. But the one that I love the most is housed in a former gas station which is just the coolest thing. Yes. Looks really cool. It's fun to just go there and hang out. But their pastry assortment is mind-blowing. Just the amount of products they're able to create and innovate with because these aren't these are not traditional stuff you see just at every commonplace cafe. They have things like cornmeal cake with berries and ricotta and squash cakes with brown butter cream cheese and chocolate horchata cream pie, corn and red chili scones. Love it. The biscuits are amazing, too. Just You can get the biscuit by itself, and that's great. But they also serve it with 
butter. You can basically it's like they give it so much butter that it's basically a biscuit butter sandwich. Which I'm gonna yeah, I feel like I need a moment. Just to, yeah, just give me a couple minutes to breathe sorry. again. <laughs> I'm like trying to they're, yeah, they're catch my lot. breath. Right. Gosh. Sorry. That's mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a, a a caterer at Brian and Whitney's yeah. wedding, and that was okay yeah. amazing. I mean, their food at their wedding was just the best. Their wedding whole wedding, ever. Brian but, and Whitney, great job on that wedding. It was yeah. the perfect wedding, uh, and that's not just because I was your ordained minister or Matt was, Matt was the best man. You know, the best, the best, <laughs> the best, best man. man. But, yeah, <clears throat> but they had one of the most acclaimed restaurants in Portland. Like, do the catering and this place is called Eventide Oyster Company. Their re- their main restaurants right downtown Portland and totally worthwhile because obviously Maine and coastal Maine is very well regarded for its seafood, not just lobster and lobster rolls, which they have plenty of that here. They they're known for their brown butter lobster rolls in particular, but Eventide does a ton with some of the best oysters you'll probably ever slurp in your life. Yes. As well as like little neck clams and crab claws, clam chowder, New England style, of course, the only style worth mentioning. <laughs> they have lobster stew. And then if you want oysters in cooked form, you can get fried oyster buns as well. And then I think a fun option would be to bring a group, go to Eventide, and then do one of the family style lobster bakes. And that comes yes. with a cornucopia, like with whole main lobster, steamer clams, mussels, potatoes, salt pork, knockwurst, and steamed ones. That's uh, a lot to take. <laughs> just not fair. It's yeah. just not fair because, I mean, I've had it, so it is fair on that aspect, but I that I want it right now. Right. And I'm way too far away to go get it. I know. I know. It's it's hard. <laughs> well, But it's just one of those places that you absolutely have to go to. It's very destination worthy. And then swinging back in the direction of sweeter things. And, well, also on the topic of Brian and Whitney's amazing wedding, they had donuts from this place called Holy Donut. Like, instead of a wedding cake, they had this tiered stack of donuts. And Holy Donut is a local institution. Some of the best donuts I've ever tasted in my life. And I'm not just saying that because... I just remember they brought out the donuts. Everyone was dancing. So they didn't even get to like cut their donut or their cake, you know, that aspect. And uh, they so they boxed them all up, you know, and then they put them back in the kitchen. And I remember like later into the the wedding party, like sneaking into the kitchen just to eat donuts. And like I literally fed Whitney a donut. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because she didn't want to touch it because she was still in her wedding dress. Sure. I, you know, because she was stunning. Donuts can be messy. Of course. But the cool thing about Holy Donut is how they make their dough and stuff, and they incorporate main potatoes into mm. their dough. It's mashed local potatoes. And I, I mean, how perfect, how incredible. And it adds a really great texture. It's, they're soft. I remember these donuts were so soft and fluffy and light, even though the flavors kind of sound heavier than they are. And they're all topped with, like, the most vibrant glazes and frostings, and they're just they're eye candy, and then also just literal like candy for your mouth because they're so good. I love a good donut, and Me too. I know I talk about my old fashioned donuts in Chicago, but you know these donuts might have kicked the yes. rear. I mean, they're hard hard to top, especially when they come in flavors like maple and blueberry glaze, and chai, pomegranate, and then they also do in addition to like Maine potato donuts, mm-hmm. they do sweet potato donuts. 
And then they come in flavors like ginger. So, And you love sweet potatoes. Yeah, uh, yeah I would eat sweet potatoes like with Three every times meal. a week? Oh, wait, you do that. I pretty much do. It's the time of year where I um, um, just eat nothing but sweet potatoes in every form. You are listening to Parklandia from iHeartRadio. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts. There's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess. The 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again. The First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances. And the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Amanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Portland also has a really great bar scene, too, which we're kind of starting to dip our toe in. And one of the biggest surprises there that I that we discovered was this adorable little cocktail bar called Jewel Box. And the name itself is just the cutest thing ever. But yeah. this place was really interesting. I've never seen decor like this. Like a lot of vintage knickknacks, soaring ceiling, like bright pink colors and purples. It The whole like look was very prom. It looked like prom. Vintage sort of prom. Vintage prom, but like not tacky. 
weirdly no. enough. Like normally if a bar went for like a prom theme, it would be uncomfortable and bizarre. But this was, this worked. Hipster vintage prom. Hipster vintage prom. And there was two floors. There was like the main bar area with the tall ceiling. And then there's, you go upstairs to a lofted area. Which was so cool. Which was great because Hit a little alcove. Um, when we went there, we went there at the wedding like party. There was like probably thirty people that all met up here. Took over the bar, and we go upstairs, and you know, there's people on their like dates and things like that. And then all of a sudden, you just see them start to leave because they're like, "What is going on?" And more and more family members get up there. And then I remember the last group leaving, and we all just kind of looked at each other and started cheering on? because because we took it oh. over, which was wrong, and it was but it was funny to us, and really we do feel sorry for everyone who had to leave because um, we were just weird in a family-esque environment. Yeah, but we it was turned great. It, it yeah. was like basically <laughs> if um, National Lampoon's like <laughs> Christmas vacation took over uh, the upper floor of this place. But yeah. Yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> and the cocktails were really good. Very, They tended to be really strong, but like so flavorful and really interesting combinations as well. And right now, and when we were there, they had things like the fall fashion, which is barrel-aged gin, ancho chili liqueur, apple cider syrup, and orange bitters. Loved it. So like a spicy kind of apple version of an old-fashioned. And then the aged discovery, which has absinthe, raspberry liqueur, allspice, allspice liqueur, aquavie, lemon juice, and Campari. Like very robust flavors. I've never seen, I've never had like absinthe and aquavie and Campari together, for instance, but it, it all works. They do really bold things here and the results are really exciting and great. Yeah, I love Maine. I, I mean, they're I fell in love with things. it. Yeah. I fell in love with Portland and if it didn't get cold, I'd probably try to move there, but yeah, <laughs> I'm trying cold. to stay away from cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you continued up the coast, as you should, because Acadia National Park is up the coast, there's this lovely little seaside town called Bar Harbor, and that's the entry town to Acadia. And it's this island town, small city, yeah. with tons and tons of great independent restaurants and cafes, coffee shops, bars, all of that. And unsurprisingly, seafood is the star here at all of these. There's oh, yeah. so much. Yeah, and there's like, we didn't get too much time here, which no, is really sad. Right. I would love to. I mean, this is the place that it would, it would be great to like kind of buckle down and like hang out for a few days and just oh, yeah. go to Acadia. Yeah, and we'll then, take the RV back up when it's not cold and like 40 degrees. Right. <laughs> Good option, yeah. Because a lot of the restaurants here are seasonal too, which makes sense because it does get so cold and tourism drops off because a lot of Acadia is not accessible in the winter. So... You have a lot of like lobster-centric restaurants like Stewman's Lobster Pound and Rose Eden Lobster and a bunch of others that'll close for, they'll take like a winter break, you know, which is nice. Oh, yeah. And then there was that one coffee shop, The Independent, um, which was so great. Yes. Um, you know, because when we were there, it was 40 degrees. It was perfect. But they had some like sandwiches and other like bakery items and oh, yeah. mm-hmm. perfect, perfect uh, little coffee shop. Yeah, it reminded me of Central Park in Friends. It did. Kind of, right? Yeah. Um, not as, like, fancy. Like not with, as fancy. You know, there's not, like, a lounge chair there, but it, it definitely had that, like, you know, the owner's there, you know, yeah. or, you know, the main people are there, and they're not, like, trying to be something. They're just trying to do great quality food and coffee. It was and, really good. Right. And, yeah, I had blueberry coffee cake, of course. Mm. <laughs> yes. blue- yeah, this, again, blueberry Everything, everywhere, and I'm all about it. 
And then, yeah, Bar Harbor is just dotted with these really nice, cozy places like the chart room, just like the best, like kind of quintessential nautical vibes. It feels like you're in like a, a sailor's, I don't know, ship or something, like the hull of a ship with like oh, Atlantic yeah. salmon and macadamia crusted halibut, and ma- like Maine crab cakes. And then the Thirsty Whale was like lively, warm, rustic pub with lobster rolls and chowder. And is this where I had the oh. lobster bisque? I don't think so. No, no. I, I remember that lobster bisque, you but I'm sure you bisque. can get lobster bisque almost anywhere. You probably oh, can get out of the Thirsty yeah. Whale. You can get lobster um, bisque, lobster rolls. But I love a good solid lobster bisque. Like I, I forget how much I love it until I go to somewhere like Maine and get some beautiful lobster bisque. Yeah, well, this is the place to to eat it and go lobster crazy. Bar Harbor, Portland, the coast. I, we have a yeah. I mean, we have a lot to explore here. I'm still very eager to go to Northern Maine and just to go back to all of this and. And I think the beautiful you know. thing here is like showing that Maine is a lot more than just lobsters and blueberries. It, yeah, it is. It's whoopie pies. It's ploys. It's diverse. Chowder. It's um, new. It's um, inventing things and it's trying things differently. It's just a mm-hmm. beautiful place to go and explore all these magnificent foods. Yes, I seriously cannot wait to go back. But I'm leaving now because I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, same. You've been listening to Parklandia, a show about national parks. Parklandia is a production of iHeartRadio. Created by Matt Kerouac, Brad Kerouac, and Christopher Haziotis. Produced and edited by Mike Johns. Our executive producer is Christopher Haziotis. Our researcher is Jesslyn Shields. A special thanks goes out to Gabrielle Collins, Crystal Waters, and the rest of the Parklandia crew. And hey, listeners, if you're enjoying the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people like you find our show. You can keep up with us on social media as well. Check out our photos from our travels on Instagram at Parklandia Pod and join in on the conversation in our Facebook group, Parklandia Rangers. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And as always, thank you for listening. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances, whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death. We all want to know what happened next. To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.